0: there's been so many great business ideas that never come to pass because the finances aren't there or person's character is not right. But when they're combined, it works out amazing. Or it might be a small relationship tweak that allows them to go from, Hey, I can make some money on this to being truly a great company or a great idea. Hey, welcome to the consultant on the coach podcast. I am back with my good friend, Josh and, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. If you're going to drive somewhere, you got to know where you're going. And today we are going to dive into work legacy. We all want to do great things with our business and our work, but we've got to know the direction we're going in.
1: That's right. Well, and I think for many people, I think they get so stuck in the day to day, they lose track of where they're going and look up one day people I've worked with and, and don't know where they've ended up and why? It's like they fell asleep at the wheel.
0: They did. Or they had a great idea and mm-hmm. then they built a company mm-hmm. on that great idea or even made lots of money on that. And mm-hmm. now you're like, Well, now what do I do. It's like it's like That's the true. dog that chases the fire truck. Yeah. And then it catches the fire truck. It's like, well, what are you gonna do with that
1: thing? What do you do now? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so hey, um I was thinking scripture and uh first Corinthians uh chapter twelve, verses twelve through eighteen popped into my mind because it's it's, it's the passage about one body with many members, and it, it, it reads like this, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the b- members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. And then it goes on and it talks about, you know, we all have different different pieces. But the reason why I love that portion of scripture is I'm an ideas person. I love to coach people. But if you ask me, hey, Eric, I need you to enter statements into QuickBooks for the next three hours. I got that down for 15 minutes and then I get distracted very very easily there yeah. are certain people who are good at different things now give me a complex problem let's figure it out let's strap plan planet growth that that's what i love about the church as mm-hmm. well as businesses once you understand there are lots of different pieces
1: yeah no and i think um in working with different companies you know i would say you're spot on there in terms of scripture is always being proved true in the real world um <clears throat> in terms of you know types of leaders for particular uh, companies at a certain point in time, right? There's reasons why your founder doesn't stick around forever, usually, Mm -hmm. occasionally. But most of the time, you know, there's the life cycle of the, the company and the appropriate leader to lead it through that life cycle, and they typically will move from founder to board to not involved right maybe because they've made a lot of money but also just because they're not right not the right type of leader Mm -hmm. i work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are very good at building companies and then selling them and starting new companies right i mean that's that's their their sweet spot you know Make them an SVP inside the company for their two-year earnout, and they're gone, right? Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they they just don't work well with others in terms of that large corporate structure.
0: And right? you know what? That's okay. That's I mean, you know, okay. You know, in coming back to the scripture passage, God's not saying the hand should act like the foot, or the yep. head should act like the you know the knee. We, mm-hmm. we are all built differently. Yep. And in my coaching, I have found here. Here I'm getting to the the solution but i want to talk more about like symptoms great great leaders have the humility to understand what they know and what they don't know mm-hmm. so if you were to ask well of great companies that you know a leader has started something but they've been able to keep it for decades mm-hmm. it's the leader that understands what they know and also what they don't know so they can backfill oh i don't know this i'm going to hire a consultant or i don't know this i'm going to hire someone to do that Mm-hmm. Data entry that I just don't have the patience for.
1: Well, and I would also suspect it's it's not just knowing what they know and don't know, but I'd be curious. You know, I mean, you you're a great coach and you're helping people really understand themselves. How do you how do you then help a leader understand not just what they know and don't know, but who they are? Right, because if, oh. there's an identity issue there mm-hmm. too, at least in my consulting work, that um, it helps to understand who someone is, such that they then know what they're best at. So not even just what they know, but but where they operate, sort of at their peak. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you work through that with your clients?
0: Yeah. Well, and I I think where we start with is, so, you know, we're, we're, today we're talking about our work legacy. So whether we're just building a brand new company, Mm -hmm. or let's say we've been in a company for five years, or let's say we're getting close to the end of our company, we either want to sell or hand it off to a child or, you know, what moving on, have you, what, what, Whatever phase you're in, the you know first, second, or third phase, when consulting with different companies, what what do you tell that leader?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know in all three of those, it depends a lot on it depends a lot on what their strengths are, right? What their resources are. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, you know, it's all about what are their resources and their differentiation and their product market fit. I mean, there's that's that's where I spend a big part of my time. In fact, I got outreach from somebody, you know, on LinkedIn this weekend, asking. You know, they're making that move mm-hmm. from being inside a long-time corporate role to, I think, sounds like potentially going out on, on their own. Thinking about it at least, and, and reached out, and wanted to have a conversation, get some advice. But what are the what are the problems
0: that they should be thinking of? Because a lot of times, you know, they're yeah. you get enamored with the shiny object, but sometimes there's something besides the shiny object. What should they be thinking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it. <sighs> In terms of their work legacy, you're talking about in terms of the work yeah, legacy, absolutely. right? the context work of legacy. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first of all, if you're starting a company, it's got to be a full expression of your values in terms of who you are, who you want to be, where you want to go. Like, you got to do foundationally, do a lot of work on yourself to understand. Because otherwise, you just get into the grind of a, of a business, and it may or may not be what you need, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's that. And I think yeah, the other key is product market fit. I mean, it, just, so many companies fail because they just don't have the right fit with the market they're trying to achieve. So there's, there's a depth of knowledge there that just is sort of an entry point for any company. You know, I would say when I'm consulting with, um, you know, year five in, you start to find out if someone is someone that, that sometimes you have to wait that long to find out if you're an actual entrepreneur or you actually have the legs to stand on this thing for the next several years, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that, um, it's almost like um, marriages tend to hit, Rockiness around five to seven years, right? Yeah, because you, you, you sort, over, of, you sort of hit that threshold. Mm-hmm. I think working with leaders to understand what their long-term plan is and whether or not they need to exit for the next new thing, right? Um, and or, you know, I think a friend of ours who we've talked to a little bit, you know, stand up next to their current company a new thing or launch a new product or move into an innovation role or a chief um, um, <clears throat> visionary role or something and pirate CEO behind them. So there's some of that, that that someone might do at that level. So it's really understanding who they are, what makes them tick, what they're excited about, again, reassessing their values, always mm-hmm. a good thing to do. And then I think at the very end, it's it's really, at that point, your legacy is written. And so there's not a lot you can do towards your legacy other than just reflect back on what you've done and how do you maximize your impact on the world going forward for the remainder of, of what you have left at that point. I mean, assuming you're talking about someone at the 20, 30 year mark Yeah, point. 20, 30 year mark Yeah. I mean... Versus a mid-career, something you can be 20, 20 years and still be in your forties. Um, could be someone who really wants to now reset around the rest of that career. Mm-hmm. Uh, as but we well. even
0: have we have people. So l- l- let's let's take someone who's mid-career, mm-hmm. and l- let's use a fun example of uh, my daughter, who's a senior in high school, is going from high school to college. So mm-hmm. she's in the middle of the recruiting process. She's gone to Georgetown University. She's gone to University of Arizona uh, today. She's taken her recruiting visit to the University of Washington. So essentially what she's doing is a career change or a, you know, she's going from a high school team to a college team. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things. She, she She's dad, dad, I want to commit to this place. And I'm like, well, yeah, you can't honey, get it away here. Don't, no, don't, don't do a
1: pre-reveal. I won't here do, it here. Don't do it but here. But
0: It's more of what I'm coaching her. And I'm saying, honey, know all of your options first. Don't just make an impulse decision because I think sometimes uh, we get enamored with the shiny Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, please go on all your visits, then make your decision. Mm -hmm. And we even have a thing in our house. I'm like, you may commit informally inside the confines in this house before it goes out on Instagram or I don't know, whatever Mm -hmm. TikTok thing they do today. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things. Be aware of what does it look like? And now granted, myself and her mom, we both transferred colleges. uh, And it's one of those things, it wasn't a fit. So some people move into a workforce and it's not the right fit. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you make that movement? Do you just quit and run? Or do you you talk with your current team? Um, So for example, let's say you're working with someone, what do you tell someone a leader that's thinking about changing companies. Yeah. What advice do you give them?
1: Well, I'll tell you what I tell people all the time because I get this call actually a lot um, because I I was <laughs> better for worse I did that I left without a job um, to become an independent consultant. I didn't even know that's what was happening at the time. It just it sort of happened because that was what happened. And I get a lot of calls of people saying, "Hey, you you got out of the corporate grind and you seem really successful." why and how did you do it mm-hmm. right so i get that call actually quite a bit um i'm surprised <laughs> how often i get it because people are s- sick and tired of the corporate grind right there's a lot of things that aren't desirable about it at least for a lot of people um i think a lot of i think point in case or case in point because people like to be creative and, and i think unfortunately that for another podcast is corporate america tends to um remove the ability for people to be creative like mm-hmm. we are made to be cre- we are made by our creator to be creative. Oh, absolutely. Right? And I think mm-hmm. so many times people who, myself included, are not entrepreneurs in the purest sense, but we fancy ourselves entrepreneurs because at least we see someone who can be creative and therefore we're desiring creativity of some kind, right? Which is a broader, like entrepreneurs are like a subset of creators, right? Which I think most people mm-hmm. want to create in some way. So it's people think, oh, I should go out on my own. And... um, the first thing I tell people is uh, you better make sure that you have um, <laughs> dotted your I's and crossed your T's in terms of your personal finances because get ready. A solid paycheck is not longer there, and so you better be ready to ride the waves, right? That's the first thing. Like, second thing, if you've got any sort of family uh, commitments around marriage or kids— <laughs> You better lock them up in terms of support for, mm-hmm. for whatever you want to do, right, um, for a long ride. And then you should set a timeline. Like, try it for, you know, however much money you have to last with no paycheck. Set your number about no more than half of that. <laughs> so you better, if you want to last six months, you better have a year in the bank. Yeah. If you want to try it for 12, you better have 24 months in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because even if it doesn't work, one, set yourself a, um, set yourself a clock, that you will, that you can look at, because you'll get discouraged, um, and then also leave yourself wiggle room on the back end to go back and find a, a job again. <laughs> exactly. So that's that. I mean, that, that's are some of the things. That's just fundamentally, but I think you know, through that process, people, you know, I encourage them. Okay, you got to go meet people. You got to go talk to people like crazy and like network. Mm-hmm. You know, and people are really gracious with their time. Like, go seek people out, find people on LinkedIn who've done similar things or types of things you want to do, and set up meetings. And I mean, you just got to be, you, you got to be relentless. Um, and I think that's, that applies to And I
0: think you nail it spot on from a consulting point of view. You're like, hey, ha- have you, have you crossed all your T's? Have you dotted your I's? And that's why you've been so successful is you're great at figuring out all, all those things. Now, from a coaching perspective, I find it way more fascinating. This is why I'm the coach the why behind the things. Mm-hmm. People will say, I want to do this. Well, how come? Yeah. And they won't think, you know, typically they sometimes won't do all that because they're so focused on this idea or missing out or what that looks like. And that might be the case, Yeah. but it's a both and. You can't just go with, there's been so many great business ideas that never come to pass because the finances aren't there or a person's character is not right. But when they're Combine it works out amazing. Or it might be a small relationship tweak that allows them to go from, hey, I can make some money on this to being truly a great company or a great idea. So there's that character side of things that people need to think about as well too.
1: Yeah, I know. And I think that's one reason why coaching is so valuable and it has been for me <clears throat> I'm talking to you is it's just helping to dig into that that why. I mean, in terms of, especially I think because so many times were prone to do things for dysfunctional reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like I was talking to somebody at one point who had been a successful executive and he was part of a potential kind of gig was going to be getting some coaching from him. And he was sort of probing on, you know, you sound like you have high demands of a manager. Why do you have those high demands of a manager? What is it about your makeup? that you feel like you need all that from a manager. And it was helpful. We didn't end up working together, but I appreciated the question because it certainly put me on a path to realize some of the things that I was seeking from a manager were some things, some gaps developmentally that I did not get from a father figure growing up. And so I realized that while those things were real, I had to address and sort of begin to piece apart or pick apart those issues and to go find um, fulfillment in terms of relationship in places not from a client or a manager, especially because mm-hmm. I'm independent. But, but, I mean, even working with somebody in that case was going to be a bit of a um, subcontractor type, kind of more permanent role. <clears throat> Could not expect those things. That was unfair. And, I, and it was helpful because it sort of illuminated why I had all these weird, un, um, dysfunctional relationships with managers, partially because I was expecting from them something that it was never they were going to provide mm-hmm. in terms of feedback and structure and guidance and praise. And I mean, all these things that um, I was like, you know, and I thought as a manager, anybody would be providing, but it, anyhow, so how so i seen that question I, was I, really I'm, important. I'm
0: glad that you said that because I, I've known you the entire time and I've seen, I, I remember when you were asking those questions of yourself and how have you changed since you started asking those questions
1: yeah, I mean, we, you know, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. on here about life team and community, right? So it's yeah. so part of that. That's where, you know, I began to figure out, you know, and obviously we've quoted on here uh, the, the podcast several times, people fuel, you know, realizing there were nutrients I was trying to, you know, these are the language I was able to attach to it, but, you know, nutrients trying to fill that I was relying on one person to write to way too much of it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, couldn't be Stephanie, my spouse. She provides many nutrients but can't provide them all. A manager could provide some, but shouldn't provide them all, mm-hmm. right? There's 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 community that goes this alongside character, um, whether it's a life team and others, right, that you begin to find who can fill those gaps in for you, um, <clears throat> whether it's even not, not even necessarily dysfunctional. You may have had a great childhood and parental relationships. You, you still have nutrients that need to be filled in that maybe at one time somebody did for you but doesn't today because no. of the relationship evolves over time, and that's even appropriate, Um so I think it's a, it's uh, as a coach I think you you can probably speak to this. Coaches are great to help kind of mind those things and point out where those needs are. I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and, and you get that spot on. This le- leads into our our last point, and you know how do we as we're talking about work legacy. So whether we're just starting, mid career, end career, it's helpful to have a roadmap. Write down that roadmap. And one mm-hmm. of the things I write I come across frequently is, well, I don't want to write that roadmap down because I might be wrong. Hmm. If you don't write it down, you're going to be wrong either way because then you're just mm-hmm. going through aimlessly. Mm-hmm. And this last weekend was my my weekend where I I, I look at my obituary that hmm. I've written and I keep rewriting it. And I'm going to die at the age of 103. And here's my legacy and this is what I'm going to do. Now, am I going to die at 103? Maybe it's longer. Maybe it's tomorrow. Who knows? But at least I have that roadmap. I have written down for me and I can change it. And this weekend I changed two small things in it. But it's one of those things, we've got to write down our roadmap of where we wanna go. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't know, great, write in, an you know, erasable marker that you,
1: mm-hmm. no
0: one will see, but there's nothing wrong with that. Because even if you completely miss it, at least you can look back on it six months from now and say, wow, that was crazy. I drank you know, too much the night before and it was just, or whatever it happens to be that influenced mm-hmm. our thoughts. It's <clears> great throat> throat> to write Things down. What do we want to accomplish? Or you know like, hey, that's spot on, or hey, that's not. How many times have we had one thing and it gave us another idea?
1: Yeah, no, and I, and I would say even just to break that down further, is you're thinking about that, actually, example came to mind. Mm-hmm. For some people who were listening to this, and you go, gosh, that sounds like a lot. That that sounds heavy. Mm-hmm. They're not ready for that. I would, just to give a sort of semi-humorous, uh, maybe it's a really humorous <laughs> example. I just had this conversation about roadmap with my wife this morning <clears throat> about how. This is a season for us where we've committed to some things uh, in terms of family stuff, um, mm-hmm. track and field, which our kids are excited about, um, baseball, uh, which I got roped into coaching, um, and and my son uh, wants to do both. I'm like, okay, well, this is what it's going to look like, you know. And, and very honest with our kids, like, hey, we're entering a busy season. Well, the funny part is, you know, we sort of girded ourselves <laughs> for a busy season over two weeks ago, um, three weeks ago and a couple things sort of caused bumps the first week and then the next week was spring break and i was supposed to travel for work but then a work colleague client got sick and we didn't have that meeting and we ended up having other things happen that week and then last week was cold and things were canceled and there was and i and i was sick and then this week you know we thought okay we're going to start off on monday and track uh, track and field starts tonight well then our daughter woke up sick and our son was sick, so Stephanie had to stay home. And we're like, and I told Stephanie, I go, what, what great plan we made? Like, none of the stuff's worked out, right? But jokingly said, you know, well, had we not thought through the roadmap of the next season, in this case, it was my encouragement to money listening, like if, if life obituary stuff sounds intimidating, start with three months. Oh, yeah. Six months, right? And write a roadmap and then revisit every week, right? And then once you do that, then do it for a year and revisit it every month, right? Or something like that, I would imagine. But that was very helpful, right? Have we not had this roadmap of understanding, like, here's what we know is going to be a particularly intense season for us. We're choosing that. It's easier to ro- to ride the waves of the unexpected when you have the anchor of the plan already. Right? Absolutely. It's a very simple example. And
0: yeah. you also understand, hey, sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. I've had a lot of amazing ideas, and they actually were amazing ideas. I am incapable of orchestrating them if you were to ask me hey um you know bookkeeping being an example Mm -hmm. i don't have i just cannot do that every single day for two hours a day Mm -hmm. hire that out but what can we do what should we not do if if we have that luxury now granted we started a new company you're it for everything
1: you are yeah, for a while yeah <laughs> but
0: then when you have the luxury of having 70 employees you're like well this is great I want to do this 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 yeah I, today I love it I get to do new things and broken things I love doing that
1: hmm fixing things fixing things yeah when well, you've learned that about yourself over time mm-hmm. so
0: well hey um, if you don't have a work obituary if you don't have a work plan hey This week, I'm just gonna encourage you, write it down. Spend 15 minutes and say, hey, what does the next three months at my work gonna look like? Uh, Let's say you don't work, let's say you were a homemaker, write down what the next three months of home life looks like. You're a student, what is that gonna look like in this class? Write it down and Mm -hmm. then look back at it three months from now. So if you have further questions, go to theconsultantatthecoach.com, reach out to Josh and I. Uh, We would love to hear from you and um, Next week, I haven't told Josh this yet, but uh, next week we're going to dial on uh, what happens when you have to engage with overly emotional people at work. Ooh, okay. I'm not talking about us. We're talking well, with people, you. either clients yep. or customers, or let's say yep. the perfect employee who yep. all of a sudden just goes nuts. Yep. How do we handle that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's and we've talked week. about some of that before. So mm-hmm. we'll draw on some old content a little bit. but then we'll A little bit, but how do we engage?
0: Because sometimes you think everything's perfect and mm-hmm. they just lose it. Mm-hmm. What happens? Yeah. So, hey, that's next, next week.
1: Good, good. I'm sure everyone will look forward to that. And we'll uh, yeah reach out anytime. We we'll look forward to talking to you guys next week. Hey, take care. Yep.